Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, Supposedly Adults, where we are four supposed adults sharing our quote-unquote youthful experiences, talking about the most random life topics, giving our thoughts that no one cares about, and just trying to make life suck less. That's right, so I'm Jensen. I'm Melody. This is Calvin. And this is Lyris. And today's random question is, bro, was I being ignorant? Hey guys! Hello. Hello! Hello! Hey! I'm so happy to be able to speak to you again because over the weekend I've been thinking about this for quite a bit and I thought it'd be a good podcast topic to bring up today. So mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about, uh, because I've been reading different books and things, especially Buddhism books, I've been thinking about the term hindrance of preconceived knowledge. So for you that for you guys that don't understand the elite listener that don't really understand it's just basically the knowledge that you have starting to hold you back and become an obstacle for you for your daily lives and things like that. It's because you know knowledge is supposed to be to broaden your horizon, but then when it stops you from being open to other opinions and other evidence, it becomes it started to hinder you, it started to hinder you for the progress that you have. So yeah. this is that like this thing this topic has been in my mind for for a bit so i don't know like if you guys could chime into this yeah yeah no i'm glad you brought this up because this has always been a topic that really really hinder me (laughs) me, i guess because because the thing is no because the thing is let's say right okay not trying to be very horoscopy whatnot but (laughs) i'm a taurus right so i'm a taurus and the textbook definition of a taurus is being super stubborn and i am like the most stubborn person ever and i do realize that um at work especially i remember there was this incident where i built up this massive excel model for um tracking and scoring and whatnot of, of of what i have to do and then um, I'm super proud of it. I spent the entire day building this model and I think it's impeccable. So I sent it to my partner and I told her, oh, you know, I have this and you can use it. And she was like, oh yeah, that's great. And then she went in, started adding columns, changing formulas and whatnot. And I'm like, uh, no. And I got super, super angry. And I feel like that has always been like a big pet peeve of mine because I feel like I need ownership and things I need to have control over things that I do so whenever I've created something and you just come in and start changing it it really bothers me and I think that is like a very typical situation of hindrance of preconceived knowledge and I feel like that comes from pride for me personally because I'm super proud of what I've done and I just need that sense of ownership and I feel like that has really basically I think that what I did or what I know is the best in terms of how I should approach this work and you coming in and changing it it kind of just bugs me a lot so I think that is one of the things that I've been aware of and I've been really trying to work on and trying to change. Right. But yeah, I don't know if you guys have similar situations. Then like in that situation, like how did you get out of that basically? How did you get out of your space of being like, this is my thing, this is what I know, don't come in. Like how did you... I mean, I guess because I still have this social 
thing where I can't just lash out on this partner of mine. So I had to be nice, and I'm like, oh, thank you for you know improving it and whatnot. But secretly, I'm just super angry and super pissed. So I couldn't really think straight at the moment. But then later on, after I calmed down. Um, I looked back to the Excel and I realized what she did actually helped. Like she added something that she added shortcuts and whatnot that made it a lot more easy to use, and that's why I feel like what she did was actually helpful to the bigger picture. But because I was so blinded by my mm-hmm. own knowledge and by my own, you know, experience, I kind of just got blinded by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. I don't have a solution for yeah. that except for. Trying to catch that a lot earlier next time, mm-hmm. and try to be aware of this potential hindrance, so then I could work on it. I think that is, that is my take on it. Yeah, in this situation, I'd say. That's true. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like um, you're bounded by your own like habit and your experiences. Um, yeah, for sure. I think like obviously, I think everyone have experienced that. Me as well. But then I feel like there's also another type of like um. Uh, hindrance of preconceived knowledge for me is like actual knowledge because I feel like when I first learned this term it's more like about actual like academic knowledge or something that I already think that I know and that kind of like supposedly like knowledge is supposed to like broaden your your mind broaden how you see things to see it in different perspectives but somehow sometimes learning more things actually makes you more narrow-minded it makes you more like you know like only focus on one thing and that really oh yeah yeah that really happens to me um because um so i don't know if you've been like a supporter of the podcast i guess you'll know like i am like uh like really huge like a social justice person so i'm like a huge feminist i am like you know all that millennial millennial crap but um because that's because i uh because i studied um humanities in uni so i've studied gender studies um you know like all those cultural theories about you know power dynamic you know and the typical that kind of people but then i realized that like i actually get um very bounded by the things i've learned in uni that i actually forget what is the heart of social justice which is helping people and to like make everyone's um story heard so like sometimes i always like alien new people i think that's why people hate feminists because we're always on and on about <laughs> theories and theories but we forget the context and there's always a, a, a exception to all the cases right so for example you know like okay trigger warning if we hear a story about you know a social uh, like sexual abuse or a sexual harassment um our first thing would be like oh so this is why like women are unprotected uh like we have to stand up against whatever whatever and that's like our go-to like focusing on the theory but then we forget that at that moment it's about the person like it's about there's like an actual victim there there's an actual person who got like her feelings got hurt so this is something that we should tend to first instead of the theory and the crazy thing so that that really reminds me um of that sometimes in my work mm. no i think i think that is I, for me i feel like it's this is even more indirect in the way like if in terms of knowledge for me like if let's say somebody comes in and talk to me about the you know geography or talk to me about engineering i'd be like oh cool and whatever they say i'd be totally open and accepting because i know nothing about it right um but yes. then whenever somebody comes in and talk about you know developmental theory or evolution or like psychology then that presses my button and I feel like no you don't know what you're talking about I have to come in and start throwing in like theories and whatnot and I'm like you know what that's not what I learned that's why you know it's impossible because I didn't you know I don't know I went to school for this right so I feel like I but 
who am I to say that they don't know something I don't know? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, they know something I don't know because, yeah. you know, it's impossible for me to know everything. But once it becomes my territory or my field of knowledge, then I just become super, like, defensive about things, I feel like. Exactly. I think that's kind of how I am. Like, that reminded me of, like, specific conversations I have with my mother, maybe. Because I'm very strong opinionated about, you know, feminism and all that. <laughs> But, like, so, for example, we would be debating about, you know, my mom would be like, I feel like girls should not wear short skirt because, like, they're asking for it, you know? And I get very angry and I'd be like, that's not how it is. That's all what feminism, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of alienated her against the theory because feminism is not just about, you know, female empowerment. It's empowerment. It's empowering different kinds of, like, women. So if that's sometimes... Okay, like, the skirt thing might not be a good example. But sometimes if she feels like, okay... I, as a woman, I think my role is to be a good wife, to be a good family. I, I should not be there to be like, no, you're setting women back, blah, blah, blah. Because that's, that's, I'm not empowering them, right? Because I'm just on about the theory instead of the actual people. So I feel like I have to like get out of that theory thing and really to listen to the people and to focus on like different experiences and all that. Yeah, so right now you two have like gave different examples of this uh, hindrance. So for Melody, she talked about her work experience and how she felt very possessive over her own achievements and that like not really receptive to the progress of her um, workmate I suppose right and mm-hmm. then <laughs> I don't know how else to put it and uh, let us just describe <laughs> colleagues something. Jensen colleagues <laughs> yeah, that was the it's word. very obviously he's the only enough. student left <laughs> <That was close. laughs> <Work-mate>. <laughs> I was thinking mate, mate no okay anyway then Lewis was talking Lewis was talking about uh, something along the lines of um, being defensive about what she studied or her own already reconciled theories so I do want to ask related to your example why do you think we have this need to be very possessive about what we have learned or what we have we are accustomed to that prevents us from being open to other like even within the same theory right or within the same uh core slash uh like sociology within that realm you because you've studied it you feel you have this superiority uh, sometimes like sometimes yeah. people just feel that sometimes when I'm studying I feel like I'm the shit when I'm studying and everything other people are telling me are, uh, they're wrong or they're missing a point that like I yeah. have so wonderfully discovered or something like that yeah I think I think a part of it's like when it becomes your identity that's when like it really mm. gets is like this is my thing like how dare you come into like you know but I don't know um. No, but I, I, I totally agree. And then I can relate to it because, you know, like, because uh, now I'm, I don't know, I'm doing my PhD and then in my lab, I've been seeing a lot of kids coming in, right? I call them kids. They're like eight, nine years younger than me, I guess. So yeah, they're kids. Anyway, so I'm doing this thing, right? So, so, you know, like I've been working and I've been studying. So like naturally, I think I know a little bit more than them, right? But then if you have this damn kid doesn't know anything, right? Just come in and challenge me. I'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? Even though they may not may give me good ideas, but I can't let my ego like you know tolerate I that. Like- so like if you talk about computer programming, whatever, yeah, yeah, these are better. You're good, you're good. You you do it. But then when you talk about like prosthetics, which is what I do, you come in and try to challenge me. It's like why? Why are you challenging me? You know what I mean? So it's always like the pride thing. Mm-hmm. 
that happens, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I'll be that kid who just asks questions just to challenge, just to like... Because, <laughs> you know, I just want to make sure... I don't know, every time I ask a question, I just want to make sure you kind of... You are really, really strong in your stance and I just want to see it from a different perspective. But sometimes it can come off very abrasive, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, I really want to delve into it. Rather, I just need to be a bit like a bit more conscious about how I ask it. Yeah, and I personally think that it's a lot of times that's why when you're you know, debating on some issue or when you're working on a project, it's good to bring in like somebody from outside of the project so then they can look at it with a pair of fresh eyes, right? It's it's the same idea as reading a passage over and over and over again. You don't you can't spot typos anymore. But when you bring in somebody fresh from it who hasn't been staring at it for the longest time, they come in immediately, they'll be able to spot, you know, typos and whatnot. And I think that's the same idea as well. Yeah, no, that's funny you mentioned that because, okay, uh, I want to share a story. This is a story I read like a long, long time ago and it's been helping me. It's really funny. Well, I think it's funny because it's very. <laughs> Anyways, so is the story is that uh, um, you can imagine like a big hall, whatever, and there's like old grandma, like typical, inter- like not old, like maybe in the 50s, 60s, like Chinese grandma looking. It's the stereotypes. You're all that, right? It's very Anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, so so she's somehow like so this grandma, right? So she's somehow walking to the hall full of like PhDs and physicists and you know, there's like actually a conference going on, so somehow she's just walking there, like without knowing it, and just sat down and being very confused, right? So in this conference everyone like someone's actually raised a question and the question was like, Okay, if a drop of water is free falling from a very high altitude, would it kill somebody on the ground? So that was this question. And, you know, like they're so nerdy so they're like oh my god it's so exciting like oh my god would it actually kill somebody so you know like start writing different equations on the wall start looking up different constants theories whatever and on and on and on for an hour right so this grandma just sitting there and in the midst of all the chaos she's just sitting there and all of a sudden she's just kind of raised her hand so everybody stopped and look at her and she's just kind of like oh have you guys ever walked in the ring before and that's it that was a story (laughs) so that i don't know that like that story i really like because it's kind of really illustrate how like we often bring bounded by like the knowledge it's like typical the examples of hindrance of preconceived knowledge because you're bounded by all the theories bound of everything and just so narrow-minded like narrow i guess narrow-sighted that you can't really see anything else you can't really apply it so I don't know, it's like, you know, it's just to Melody's point, to your guys' points are having a fresh pair of eyes, looking at it, looking at from looking at thing from a different perspective, which also helps. So yeah, I also thought it was a good story. So yeah. I would like to <laughs> challenge that story. So yeah. a lot of the time, uh, not really like a direct challenge, but just to kind of pause it a different way and then see what you guys think. So a lot of the times, or I would say a lot of scientific discoveries were made because there are people... Uh, who are that uh, quote-unquote stubborn in this specific point of view that they want to prove it and sometimes they prove it for no reason such as uh, like uh, perhaps for example people who are astrologists arguably maybe in the past it would not be that useful to discover the stars maybe it's just because people around you they cannot foretell what uh, are the benefits of uh, your stubbornness within a certain topic uh, mm-hmm. One funny example that I just want to point out was that you were talking about uh, like this uh, them investigating 
a raindrop, right? I think I recently watched a YouTube video which talked about how many slaps does it take to cook a chicken? And then this person actually created a machine <laughs> that just kept slapping the chicken. <laughs> it was just a really funny YouTube. Okay, so what are your views on this? I mean, no. he's not hindered by that. It's just curiosity. Like, is it hindered? Exactly. Like, is he hindered? Like, is he like... Is he arguing that slapping the chicken 50,000 times is the only way to cook a chicken? And like, screw the, screw the microwave, screw the, like... <laughs> what do you use to cook a chicken? Oh, God. An <laughs> <laughs> oven? I guess, I don't know. Someone's not domesticated. <laughs> Feminism. I mean, I'm the first slapping option. the chicken, so I'm kind of, I don't know how it works. The first option is using a microwave. <laughs> I, I know, yes. I know, I'm <laughs> but to gents, but this is like you said. This is the exact the opposite of hindrance, right? Because you're literally okay. thinking outside of the box, ah. like you know. So Ooh, I think that yeah. is the, the because no one ever thought of like how many times you can slap a chicken to cook it, cook something. So this is definitely the opposite opposite of it. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love how the world just like yes, I know. Out and, and also like why. Why is like okay? We're, we're like every time we say slap the chicken, we're all doing the hand motion. Like why are we doing this? Like why oh, can't it? Because the machine actually was like a wheel, and then it had like a rubber. Thing. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's like thing. okay. So it was really like it just kept slapping, then you kept. <laughs> okay, wait. Back to that. So uh, I think this is one. Sorry, I think this is just one good thing that COVID brought us is because everybody stuck at home. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. This is what the internet's made for. Okay, so on mm-hmm. that topic, right? So what? Uh, what is actually hindrance or how do we like define it when should we know okay this type of uh, thinking is going to present an obstacle to me when when should we realize that i think for me i feel like i feel like one story that you made me you made me think of is um i remember lyris probably no lyris would not know because you were a handheld baby Oh, at cute. the point so I was being like a good elder sister why you just assume you're cute with chores and humble stuff. Brand. <laughs> you just assume I that am, you're bro. cute no I don't I didn't assume I know you know <laughs> preconceived knowledge <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> no it is okay, the okay. truth wait so the point is you know in older generations when you're making milk for a baby you put in you know water and then you put in the milk powder and then you you know close the cover and you shake it right and then you shake it to make sure you know they're all dissolved and all whatnot so when i was a kid my mom i was like oh let me help make milk for laris so my mom taught me it's actually better to roll it so instead of shaking it up and down like a bartender would you know you kind of just roll it so then it shrivels a little what's good about it is that it it doesn't get so much air into the milk so then the baby wouldn't burp as much after drinking it right so um i remember that was one time my sister was you know lying there waiting <laughs> to be fed and then i was just like oh my god let me help make milk so then i'm like super proud being an elder sister and making milk and so as i'm doing that motion my grandma came over and was like that's not how you do it and she took the bottle and just started shaking it i was like no that's not how mom said mom said you have to do this and she's like no obviously i've raised so many children you must do this right so i feel like that is the point where we're both very hindered by it because obviously my grandma has a lot of experience in taking care of kids and that's why she 
felt like this is the only way to do it and this is the best way to do it because she knows best. So she's been hindered by that knowledge and she's refusing to take in the consideration of the fact that there might be other ways to do this. And me, I am, instead of that, I am more, you know, played by ignorance because I feel like I thought that was the only way to do it and that was what my mom told me to do. So I am also refusing to accept other ways to do it and I think that it's a, an example of you know being hindered by it so yeah so I feel like it's it's very subjective it's hard to draw the line but whenever it's hindering you and not allowing you to take in other perspective I feel like that yeah or like, like it doesn't necessarily have to be like uh look now you're hindered like then you have to stop it's it's more like just being aware of it like every time you just have to be aware like like for example when you're arguing with someone like instead of just shutting it down mm-hmm. like if someone's disagreeing with you instead of just shutting it down immediately because you're like oh i know they're wrong you can try to like really listen to what they're saying and think about it and if you still think they're wrong cool then you're not hindered by your knowledge right because you tried to listen and you still disagree so i feel like like knowledge is supposed to help you open up to understand more but if it's only allowing you to see one side then it's hindering um, mm, yeah. yeah. To to tie that all up, actually, I have a quote that I really like, <laughs> so maybe I'll share that. Is this your it, new thing? Called, I get that quote yeah, guy now. <laughs> you're some. I I I love it. So dad jokes and quote guy. I I felt a lot more sophisticated yeah. when I just bring okay. in other people's <laughs> yeah, work yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Be like, That's dude, okay, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so the quote is 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 um your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while, or the light won't come in. That's so, so long. So basically, is if the <laughs> it's really long, dude. No, no, it makes so much sense. Just imagine, like this, the window you're looking through the, to the world, right? Where there's a be all dusty and stuff. You're blocked by everything. Like you, you won't be able to see anything. You're always just kind of bound again, bounded by your own knowledge, bounded by your own stubbornness and ignorance and everything, right? The only way is to be open-minded to actually see and let other knowledge coming open to different opinions right you imagine it i'm a very yeah, visual I feel like a better analogy person. would be you know the fact that you are be aware that you're looking through a tinted glass so let's say if it's you know you're you're looking through a pair of sunglasses so that everything is kind of tinted in this you know kind of reddish orangey you know color and when you don't know you just feel like that is reality right and i think this whole awareness is to be aware that you are looking through a tinted glass and things might not be how you see it yeah thank thanks for that i'm, I'm just glad that it's not yeah, my own word I was I gonna, I was the gonna like, so don't yeah, like why are you attacking you challenge me? what calvin said Wait, that it, like it? he researched on google like did you just do that that was isn't so what, rude isn't what melody's so isn't what Melody said similar to something along the lines of don't see the world in your rose-tinted glasses? That kind of thing. I think I heard it somewhere. Where you just don't see yeah. it as perfect. Don't see it within how you want to see it, but like how other people are seeing it as well. Right? Yeah. I guess it's more like accepting that you don't know the truth, I guess. It's kind of mm. yeah. a way to see Or like, the truth that you know is not the only truth. Yeah. Right, right. right. I like yeah. the way you put it just now, Lewis, when you said uh, when you are trying to acquire knowledge, you're trying to actively open up your mind instead of trying to close it. I, I really like that uh, interpretation of it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I also want to ask, uh, like, 
this is all like when we're challenging other people's knowledge um, that is to assume other people are receptive of their knowledge being challenged right so what happens or how do you deal with people who are super insistent on what they believe are right because I just looked up on Quora and I think one of the answers said that uh, people have their own incentive to believe what they believe yeah. so like is it true I, I, I'm still kind of uncertain about that but tempting to agree I think it's definitely true because that's when the pride and the ego comes in because people don't like to be proven wrong. So I think Mm, as you're trying to challenge somebody, you're kind of helping them break that hindrance and break that limitation. But I have also been in situations where I feel like all my efforts are futile in a sense because sometimes let's say if I talk to like a friend or I talk to my mom for instance like they're so insistent on things and no matter how many different you know perspectives I bring in or how many you know how I play devil's advocate they just don't take it and I feel like sometimes I could get really frustrated but I think that Uh is also just humanity I mean I do that too so um I kind of see where they're coming in um yeah sometimes I don't know whether I, I know it's not good but sometimes when I'm having such arguments like with my parents, when I'm trying to uh, inform them about certain issues, mostly very social or cultural issues, uh, and then they don't understand the logic, even though it's very clear to me. Um, sometimes I do see myself as trying to somewhat impose my values because I look at the internet and I feel like this is the way we should think. This We should be open to other people's either culture or belief or religion, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, I take on this role where like, I feel my beliefs are better than yours and I try to impose it. It's actually really, really bad and it's kind of toxic attitude to do it, which I also recognize is very frustrating. So yeah, I relate to that as well. Yeah, I bad. completely relate to you, Jensen, because I think that's like the... The ironic thing, because like the most, the, the more leftist, whatever wing, you're like, you guys are so like, the idea of like you telling someone that you're very narrow minded, right. and then convincing them to not be narrow minded, right. that in itself is sort of like, well, ironic. Being the dick. like it, yeah, it, no, and it's not just like, it, you kind of are doing the same thing, like at some point, like, right, like, I'm not just saying like, all people who are <laughs> advocating for like a diverse thing is like that, but like, I, cause I am super guilty of doing that, right? Cause whenever I'm like, why are you stubborn? Why are you so stubborn in your own view? That means that I am very stubborn in my own view, cause I can't accept that that's their view, right? Right. So right. I feel like, um, I think it's like the balance or like just the idea of like accepting that, um, there is just people just have their own thing. Yeah. Like I think that's that's freeing to be like it's not your job to convince them. And if you don't convince them, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. Like it's, it doesn't have to be two sides. It's either you convince them, meaning that you're right, or you don't convince them, meaning that you're wrong. It could be like, it's just different things. Right. I always have to yeah. remind myself that there are other people looking at the world differently than you, which is good, but yeah. also I need to get used to that kind of thinking. Some people also yeah, don't have and, that thinking. And also there are always people who think that you're the narrow-minded. Yeah, I hate that too. (laughs) So, yeah, so, but that's, that's, like, that's how it goes. Like, when, like, I already, I always imagine if I see someone, like, like, a certain way, I'm like, you are so stupid, you're so narrow-minded, there has to be someone who thinks exactly like that about me. So I'd just be like, you know what, never mind then. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And I feel like a lot of the times, 
the approach to this discussion plays a huge role too. Because if let's say I said A, the person is like, oh yeah, I see what you mean, but I feel like it's B. And if it's like a calm discussion, it's a lot easier for you to take in other people's perspective. But if let's say the other person becomes very insistent, even if I'm not actually that insistent on my point, it became, you know, a, a matter of Win or winning or losing, it just gets then, heated up. Then it, right. I become a lot more stubborn about or insistent about my point of view, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is something mm-hmm. that you know it's a side point, but I feel like this is something that I've learned from um, the docu- the Netflix documentary Social Dilemma too, because what they're saying essentially is that social media has created different truths for different people. So most of the time, you would feel like, why are they so idiotic? Like, why are these people? not like saying these kind of stuff or why are these people believing in these shit they're so dumb but then sometimes it's not because they're dumb they they think that we're super dumb too it's mainly because we're literally living in different worlds in that social media world um that's why i think this is also a good reminder essentially like when you feel like other people are being really dumb really illogical really idiotic maybe you're the one in that side as well um, so I think it's just mm-hmm. a good reminder and uh, of being aware. Mm-hmm. So I guess to wrap it up, um, to wrap it up, the throughout the podcast, what like, what are the things that will help us? You know, being hindered by or preconceived knowledge, or how to be humble and all that. Like, what are the different things um, that you guys would do? Uh, I mean, for me, I think, I mean, I'm always a proponent of this. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I personally find that awareness helps every helps everything but it helps a lot and it's like a first big step because just having this conversation alone it's super helpful because now i'm aware of why i could be feeling this way so we come up with you know ego and pride you know it could also be the knowledge that i know or it could also be um the fact that i'm tunnel visioning on one aspect of things so being aware of these multiple lenses it really helps me just introspect, you know, whenever I'm feeling angry, whenever I'm feeling frustrated about a certain thing, then it's time for me to, you know, think about, oh, am I, you know, being affected by ego? Am I being affected by my knowledge? Am I being affected? Or maybe I am ignorant. Maybe there are things that I don't know or I'm not aware of. And I think having this consciousness or having this awareness, for me, it's already very helpful. And, and catching these moments. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think with the help of you guys as well, uh, I kind of established um, this idea of hindrance of preconceived notion into two categories for me to identify what type of behavior I will be doing. So like it's uh, usually between the two of like stubbornness uh, versus uh, ignorance. So. Uh, so stubbornness will be when I'm really insistent on what I believe in and ignorance will be what Melody said when um, I'm just not aware that other viewpoints exist. And there's a lot of overlap between the two because, you know, when you're prideful, you kind of do well, like when you, you have ego, as you guys mentioned, you kind of do a bit of both or a lot of both, whatever you want to do, uh, which is bad. Uh, but I think those two mainly will have a similar solution which is to be really um, acceptive and uh, yeah, acceptive of all the other possible uh, critiques or possible uh, theories out there that can challenge your viewpoint. So uh, first and foremost, always challenging your own 
preconceived assumptions is definitely a good starting point for people who want to explore this uh, or to be more self-aware of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to add to that, um, I think to me, my problem, I know my problem is I'm very arrogant. I'm always have a big ego. Big ego comes a big gut. So that's why. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I always have the idea. Is you're like big thing? gut, and then you feed in more. That's why, like, I have my ego so big. You know what I mean? Like, what? Is it kind of like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I'm Are telling you, I'm a very, very visual ego person. So my problem is that I, I think my problem to add to that is that I always have a big ego and I'm a fair arrogant and always like, you know, so I, and I, I'm, 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 I'm aware of this. So again, again, being the quote guy, I actually read this quote somewhere. He said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. So basically, I, what I really need to do is don't just always thinking from my perspective, try to think from other people's perspective. And then, you know, it's okay for people to challenge me. I just need to be open-minded and accept it. So, and then I can start to pick and choose, like, oh, whether this makes sense or it doesn't, but instead of just flat out reject it right at the start, I should, you know, listen to it analyze it and then process like oh that's good and bad you know like make a like i think if i would be able to do that more then i that should help me hopefully to help me from target Mm. i guess fixing this hindrance of preconceived knowledge thing yeah yeah and i think in a similar vein i think just to add one last point what really helped me is thinking and knowing that things are constantly changing that really helped me because when I'm very insistent on a point and I feel like you guys are all being idiots and you don't understand and I'm having this heated debate with somebody know that what I believe is true or even absolutely true at this point could change as well in the future so I feel like this awareness really helped me because you know why am I so insistent when you know my point of view or the truth could change too you know later on so I guess that is also something that you know, you can, I'll leave it out there. And if you find it helpful, you can feel free to try it out and apply it. But yeah, I hope, I hope we gave you um, a good debate on this issue now, Calvin. Yeah. Do you feel more Sounds good. resolved this is good. in your question? <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is great. So thank you so much for everybody. So instead of hindering you with to let your day goes on, I'll just uh, hang up. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks. See ya. Bye bye.